Well, yeah, it, it, it's it's a pretty famous set. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful, beautiful. I keep, I I, I knew it. I, I I had to pull that out of you because I've been watching as you've updated it and just been like, that looks amazing. Oh, thank you. It's actually it's my first it's my first basketball painting. So. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping to do more because I. Man, you gotta do a second. You gotta do a picture of the Iron Sheik on the Hulk Hogan's back, <laughs> trying to give him the camel clutch, and Hulk Hogan standing up. The beginning of the Hulkamania era. Hell yeah, I'm telling you, when I see that picture, I think of you. You can do it, man. I want to see it. Kirk, I gotta tell you, man, it was great having you here, man. I'd love to do a part two if we could sometime down the road, man. Love to have you back. You're, you seem like a great baseball fan, great friend. And I don't know if you've ever been over in our room. It's the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network. And uh, you are very popular in our room. So anytime you might want to stop one in, come on in now. Jake the Snake Robinson from the Let's Talk Baseball Podcast Network, half man, half podcast machine, back in the Captain Kirk Shares Shields down photons up, prepare to engage on this bonus edition of my weekly digital audio program that I call Backwards K-Pod, where we collect ballplayers and their stories. Want to welcome everyone in for a little Backwards K-Pod bonus show. To my loyal, growing CMED army, this is my way of saying thank you as we roll into the last weekend of Major League Baseball before the All-Star break. It's been a fantastic year. It started off looking like the 2022 season was in peril. The owners and the players were mired in a work stoppage. That didn't look good. And I jumped into action. I put this uh, passion project together in January. And 29 shows later and still counting. Tonight will be number 30. She just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I truly, truly want to thank my audience. And I love each and every one of you. As you know, I'm the Iron Man of Pods. I came through. Yeah, I come through every Tuesday with that free baseball smoke. I never charge my audience a bill for the content. Never will. No Patreon. No crowdsourcing. All I ask is that you follow, subscribe, download, and share. And I'll do the rest of the heavy lifting. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Backwards K-Pod is available on all major podcast platforms, wherever you listen to your pods. If you're an Apple or Spotify user, please remember to rate and review me as you see fit. I ain't scared. All you little web surfers out there, come on over to my website, diamondsnakejake.podbean.com. 
where I keep my expanding vault of shows in the archives. Okay, enough of that. So, glad to be here as we go into the 2022 All-Star break. And as I tell you guys all the time, we collect ballplayers and their stories here at Backwards K-Pod. But you also know I collect more of the ballplayers in here. We've talked about stadiums in here, mascots, play-by-play guys, public address announcers. Yes, we collect ballplayers, but I also dig into these, you know, these accoutrements that, that make up the total of all the parts in our great game. So, with that being said, tonight's special guest, I believe, is a major c- contributor to our favorite sport here in the 2000s. I think his work will live on and, you know, long past anyone listening to the show right now. He's carving out a nice little legacy for himself with his beautiful artwork, and if you're not familiar with his work, or even if you are, I would suggest that you uh, get to your Google machine there, and check out his work during or after this interview. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm grateful to have our good friend back for another round of the snake, the one and only, the artist extraordinary, Mr. Greg Kreiler. Mr. Kreiler, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Jake. How are you doing? Oh man, I, I'm it's, you know I'm just hanging out, living the dream. We're going into the All Star break. You know, I was talking to you before uh, before we came on the air, and and you were telling me, you know, it, it's just kind of hard with all the kids and all to get you know invested in baseball like you used to. You find that to be the case nowadays? I mean, it's it, it's just different, like, right? You know, before where I could kind of keep track of the Yankees if if I'm not if I'm not watching every game, you know, I could at least listen to every game. I could listen to parts of every game. I could you know at least check the box scores and just see how everyone's doing. But now it's just it's hard, man. Right. <laughs> it's just, right. You know, the, the kids just demand you know a lot more of of our time. You know, my wife and I, and I, I, yeah, I, I love them. I love them to death. Sure. And, Sure. It's great, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's just it, the baseball stuff outside of the outside of the work that I do, it just kind of has to take a backseat. I understand that. Now, the last time we spoke, you were in quarantine in Long Island, New York, and um, where are you exactly now? I so we left Long Island, thankfully. Um, I mean, you know, no offense to Long Island. Sure. <laughs> we came back to uh, to Brooklyn, so now uh, so now we're in Brooklyn, and hopefully, you know, here for the remainder, and uh, you know, hopefully, won't have to quarantine again. Yeah, yeah, that was a mess, and uh, so are you finding yourself uh, more back in tune with your rhythm as far as your artwork and and doing what you do as a professional? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I. Again, you know, there's still there's still some challenges because, uh, you know, throughout like the school year, you know, sometimes we would have uh, the kids would have remote learning because you know someone in their class would have tested positive, uh, so that would kind of you know screw me up for a week. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm back into it and I'm, I'm getting into a groove, or at least what I think is a groove, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully creating good work and and. And hopefully making my uh, my clients happy and yeah, just it's like ever onward. I'm just kind of always thinking about what's on the easel or what's next or, or whatever. Right. Uh, so it's it's a good space. It's a good headspace, I think. And let me ask you something. I don't think that I asked you this the last time I ta- I spoke with you. Um, what what age did you become like a pro? Like when do when did you sell your first piece of art? 
what exactly was and and what was that feeling like? Wow. Yeah, that's so I the, the first painting that I sold I was in I was in college mm-hmm. and I I want to say it was uh, I, I was probably a junior or hmm. a sophomore and I had done a painting of Jerry Garcia. Okay. Uh, cuz I'm, I'm I'm a big sure. uh, big deadhead right. and uh, I I somebody saw it I don't remember exactly how it might have been somebody who I was like, you know, trading concert tapes with at the time or something. But he saw it and and a, a dude out in Germany and he, he loved it and he, he bought it and it was you know it was just like this uh, like an 11 by 14 portrait of him wow I think he bought it for about three maybe three hundred and fifty dollars wow. was a lot of money and I was like sure. wow I I shouldn't be charging money for this I like I that feels weird right man. right I should just be giving these away yeah um, but yeah, that was that was when I sold my first one. Uh, but I, I didn't even really consider myself a pro uh-huh. uh, until uh, years, like years later. Um, I'd say like two thousand and seven. Okay, um, I had a bit of really like fortuitous uh, press that I probably didn't deserve, but it was something in the uh, something in the the Sunday New York Times, right. and it like basically. It, it, that was it. Like from there, I was I was off and running. Right. And people were contacting me, and I was like, "All right, I can I can make a career. Hopefully, I can make a career out of this." Right. You know? So it, it it also sounds kind of like a very good time for you to catch on because that's kind of like the rate the, the rise of the internet right there. So you kind of had perfect timing with that right there. Did you go to school for art? Yeah, yeah, I did. So the the school that I went to was uh, it's called the School of Visual Arts. Okay, and it's here in uh, here in Manhattan, and it's you know it's like a private art school. And what makes it what makes it special um, is that at this school, the teachers that you have they're not they're not like tenured professors. What you have is people who are working in the art industry teaching there like they make their living as artists and they also happen to teach at this school so you're learning from real professionals um and you know also you know coming to terms with the fact that uh, they're going to be kind of your competition as soon as you get out sure, into the real sure. world. but uh it was it was such a great place to go and, and, and learn you know how to paint and how to be an artist or try to learn how to paint try to learn how to be an artist sure. um it, I have so many fond memories of it, and I very, very often wish that I was that age again, <laughs> so yeah. I could go back there and relive those times. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was definitely the, the best choice that I could have made, one of the best ones of my life. And it sounded like there was a time in your life when uh, you didn't see yourself as a pro, you just saw yourself as someone who liked to do art. What 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 were you kind of leaning towards in that point of your life? What was there something you were striving towards, or was it always kind of art in the background? I mean, art was always in the background. I, I just kind of figured, like when I went when I went to SVA, I kind of figured that I was going to be uh, I was going to be like a science fiction fantasy book cover artist. Interesting. Because that yeah, that that's kind of like the stuff I was into. Sure. Not, not so much the the uh, like the reading material, but just kind of the the visuals of of that 
genre I was really into, and I, uh-huh. I really liked painting it. But, you know, as about a year or so went by, I just kind of felt less attached to it, and it didn't kind of make me feel the way that I thought uh, art was supposed to make me feel. Okay. Make sure. sense? Absolutely. And, yeah, so, like, after that, I uh, I was a senior in, uh, in SVA, and I ended up doing a, a baseball painting just very randomly for uh, for a class assignment, and I loved it. And I was like, "All right, i i want to I want to have that feeling again." You know, the feeling of, of doing all the research and and, uh-huh. and and learning about you know this particular game or this particular moment or this player, like that was that was intoxicating to me. Right. Um, so yeah, I've been basically chasing that ever since. I hear you. What were you a big? Uh Reader of comic books when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. What were you into, like Marvel? Yeah, so, I mean, I I liked, I mostly liked the Marvel stuff. Okay. Um, And I was of the age, you know, I I came right up to, like, when I was 10, 11, 13, that was when uh, the guys left Marvel and and went to Image. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the people like the the Rob Liefelds and and Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane, like, those were the, the artists who I was really drawn to. Um, but, you know, I, I, I kind of, I was basically just kind of like copying their art. I wasn't really making any comic sure. art of my own, right. sequential art. Uh-huh. Um, and I still, I still love the medium and I still actually get comics from time to time, even if they're just like old trades of stuff that I used to read. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that stuff was like super, super, like, inspirational and a super big part of, of my early development as an artist. And I know we spoke about this last time, but I, I kind of want to go through this. Uh, I have much more listeners now than I did back then. Um, now, your name is spelled Greg, as in G-R-A-I-G, and you're right. named after Greg Nettles. Yes, sir. So, I kind of want you to take the audience through how that all came about. Sure, yeah. So, well, at least this is how my parents tell it. Exactly. I wasn't, right, I wasn't there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was born in, in 1980, and uh, my dad is a big Yankees fan, uh, you know, been a Yankees fan his entire life, um, married my mother, who was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, mm-hmm. uh, somehow, you know, they've managed to they stay together for the huh? past 50 years. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> but, uh, my dad, I mean... I think that what happened was, you know, my dad was watching uh, the, you know, the 78 World Series, um, uh-huh. and, you know, I, I know that he obviously loved how Nettles was playing third in that particular series, yeah, as he went did off. most Yankee fans. Sure. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if it was during that World Series or, or maybe a later time that my mother saw Nettles, maybe just saw how his name looked, and she just, she really, she liked it, she liked it a lot, um, and I guess, you know, she probably didn't have to really convince my dad too much, <laughs> right. know, to, to be like, I think that's a good name Yeah, for sure, I sure. Think, I think he was, he was cool with that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm forever Greg, um, and you know, to most people who don't know Nettles, I'm forever Craig. Craig, so. right. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, that, that's very, very interesting. 
Uh, have you ever done a painting of nettles? I don't remember ever seeing a painting of nettles by you. No, you know what? I, I I've never done one of him like as an adult. Uh huh. But when I when I was a kid, uh, I did get my hand on. God, I for, I forget who actually wrote the book, but there was uh, you know a, a big book of like baseball players uh, addresses. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I got that. Sure, yeah, I got one of those. <laughs> I caught the Bible. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I, mean, I, I look at that and I'm like, oh my god, I can send you know like Mickey Mantle fan mail. Mm-hmm. Not that he would respond, but um, I I ended up doing this drawing of nettles that was based on I want to say it was seven. It's probably seventy eight uh, tops card, and I sent it to him because you know his address is in there. And I think, I don't even think that I asked for anything in return. I think mm-hmm. I just sent it to him because, you know, I just wanted to do that. Okay. And he ended up sending it back, uh, signing it. Wow. And, you know, I, I had told him that, you know, I was named after him and this and that. And then he sent me a couple of other postcards, wow. uh, like an image of him with the Expos, one of him with the Padres. Very you know, cool. Just like, to Greg, you know, best regards, right. Greg. And, it was you still have awesome. that stuff? I do. Yeah, awesome. I still do. And uh, yeah, the, the drawing since I you know, since I got it back, it's like one of my one of my prized possessions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, now, one question that that I did want to ask you that I didn't ask you last time. It's uh, when I look at like the colors on your pictures. Okay, for example, the, to me, it's like amazing how like close they are to the actual team colors. For example, uh, the Braves red, it doesn't look like Cincinnati's red. And the Dodgers blue, it doesn't like look like Toronto blue. You know, Yankees pinstripes blue, they don't look like either one of those. They, they distinctly look like that color on there. So what I'm wondering to you, as someone, you know, I'm, I'm a part-time chef in my, uh, my other, you know, life. And I'm kind of wondering, is there like a recipe to get to those colors? And do you know those recipes off the top of your head? <laughs> you mean recipes for, for, for me or recipes in general? I mean recipes for like getting that color. Like, okay, this isn't Dodger Blue, but I know what I have to do to get to that Dodger Blue. I have to add a little this, a little that. Like, are, are each of these team colors, do you have like a little recipe that you have to use to get to that color? I mean... Honestly, what it is is it's it's kind of just having a, a working knowledge mm-hmm. of that stuff. Okay. But at the same time, it's also since like the color is totally relative to the 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 light that's in the picture. Mm. So like you know the like a Dodger blue on like a sunny day would look different than you know a Dodger blue on like an overcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think if if you pay attention to that, I think that that you're kind of getting the color. It's like you're getting the color right because you're you're doing the effect of that light correctly. Does uh-huh. that makes sense. So it's not it's not so much like it's not so much you know mix a bit of this color and that color really? that'll give you huh. that'll give you that color. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of like fooling around and shading how the light looks on it. You're saying yeah. that, okay? I yeah, gotcha. That that's important, but at the same time, you know, the research angle is super important too. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, especially with with the older jerseys, you know, they're they're surviving examples of of obviously a ton of baseball jerseys throughout history, mm-hmm. uh, at least going back, you know, to the early part of the 20th century. Not so much the 19th, but uh, if if I can see that stuff in a museum right. or a photograph of it sure. in a museum, sure. I'd be like, oh, you know, this is this color is a little off and I need to think that, you know, maybe it's a bit warmer or cooler and pay attention to stuff like that. So, yeah, having having primary sources for it is, is very helpful. And uh, I'm sure you've had a, a long uh, life of draw, doing pinstripes, but they seem really yeah. hard to have to do. Is, oh, it, is there an art to it? Uh, you know what? It's not even so much an art. It's uh-huh. just, it's, it's, it's insanity. Because it looks like it. I, yeah, it's 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 tough because you want. It's like when you're doing the pinstripes, you need uh, you meaning you know me, like right? What I have to get out of this. Uh-huh. Um, it's like I need the pinstripes to turn in space the same way exactly that the fabric turns in space. Yes. So, so yeah, they're kind of like undulating. In, in space and in getting lighter in places and darker in others, it's it's hard, man. It sounds hard, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. That's a credit to your work, man. Because whenever I see those Yankee uniforms, I'm like, wow, look at you know, like there's a lot there, and I know there's a lot there because I, I just can't imagine keeping things. I'm looking at the uh, the Sandy Koufax picture where he's standing in front of the big scoreboard. And okay. I'm just amazed how you kept everything in the scale right there. Uh, that is just, is that all I, how does that work? How, how does that side of your brain work? Can you, can you explain that to me so I can get rich? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, the stuff that I do, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do, well, without a lot of things, but certainly without the photographers who, Okay. Before me, sure. So that that image that's based on a, a famous Walter Yoss uh, Jr. image, and uh, the only I mean I think the only difference in, in that one is that I, I just took it from black and white to color, but um, it, you know I, it's I guess for me I guess for me the the turning it into color is where is where the I guess the difference is. Um, that I guess what maybe separates what I do maybe from from Yoss's photography in a way. Gotcha. Um, and I think I don't know. I, I I guess I guess I was just always kind of I guess I was always conscious of the fact that all of the stories that you know my my father would tell me and all of the you know the movie clips or or film clips or whatever that I would see when I was younger, like those are all in black and white and obviously my dad lived in a world full of color I'm sure. and, uh, yeah and so mickey mantle you know yeah. runs in black and white and and it was just kind of important for me to i guess bring that out and bring kind that of show out. people that that that's what reality was or at least you know attempt to kind of bring them back to that reality um so I, I think it was more like the approach to thinking of 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 my work in in that regard and being able to kind of use license the photography of you know these great photographers who've kind of come before me. 
interesting. So I got a couple questions from people in the audience. And, oh, uh, oh, okay. Garrett, Garrett out of Roanoke, Indiana, he's curious about the process. How long does it take? Now, I know, like, you say the optimum way is for someone to give you a picture and then you discuss the player and all that you want to do and all. Let's say we have our player. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into that, let me ask you something um, before I forget. Sure. I know it's hard for you to keep up with the game today, but are there ever, like, guys where you see their faces, you see, like, how they play, their swag or whatever, and you say to yourself, wow, he'd be a great person to paint. Like, uh, you as a Yankees fan, I'm expecting to see some Aaron Judge one day. <laughs> I mean, I just have a feeling that you may have, like, an Aaron Judge in you. Or even, like, a player like Shohei Otani or the kid in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you've uh, seen him, that O'Neill yeah. Cruz kid. Yes. I think those guys would be, like, so cool to, like, paint in, in a lot of ways. Do you – do when, do you have, like, a plan, or is it more just, like, people come to you, they tell you what you want to paint, and then you kind of go from there? Or would you wake up one morning and say, you know what, I want to paint Shohei Otani today? I mean, it's it's kind of both. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm, I'm really, really, like, really blessed and lucky that I can do this as a career and that right. people commission me to do this. Sure. So, you know, a lot of the time I'm... I'm doing work that is for other people Fine. so mm-hmm. uh, when I'm doing work for myself uh, you know typically I I will lean towards the more kind of obscure vintage guys sure yeah I but, know that mm-hmm. but there are some modern guys yeah who absolutely are super interesting I mean Judge is, is incredibly he interesting he is he is um, Otani is incredibly right. interesting. Yeah, I still, I'm still like, you know, this guy retired years ago, and I still can't get over it. Like Ichiro, right. I loved Ichiro. Yeah, I, I think that he was like such a, yeah, uh, such a great throwback player. Just the way he played, I yeah. mean, him and people even like David Eckstein. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love those guys. Well, I don't know if you've uh, heard many shows that I have here on the Backwards K Pod, but we do actually do have an Ichiro show in there, so if you want to give that a shot, go ahead and check oh, that out. Yeah. It's in the archives. Uh, I love the Ichiro picture that you have where it looks like he's, I don't know, I guess he's playing in the Tokyo Dome somewhere maybe, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of got that view down the right field line as he's hitting one of those you know laser-like Ichiro line drives. I think that's a great picture. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that I, I love doing that image. I, I love doing that, especially because it's like it was something different. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy who commissioned it, is a big collector mm-hmm. of like Japanese, specifically Japanese baseball players. Uh, you know, of cards and memorabilia and stuff like that. And he's like, I, you know, I want you to paint Ichiro, but I want you to paint him with, you know, the blue wave. And right. Like, oh, gotcha, yeah. So the blue wave, yeah. And the, yeah, uh, that's, the that's Japanese writing on the walls. I loved it, man. It was it was, it was was fantastic. But, uh, Thank you. So the, the guy, Garrett, out of Roanoke, Indiana, he, he is curious about the process. And you spoke to us last time about the process. But again, you know, I got a lot more people now. They want to know, you know, he wants to know how long does it take and... You know, basically run us through the process of it. And, you know, I was amazed when you told me last time about the stretching and the cleaning of the canvas before you even uh, start the painting. Yeah. 
So run us through the process of what it takes to to, uh, come up with a a Greg Kreiler classic. Sure. Well, uh, so basically what will happen is, you know, someone will come to me and they'll want me to do a painting. Or hopefully they'll come to me and want me to do a painting. Exactly. And they might have a specific picture in mind that they want me to kind of, you know, do my thing with. Or they might... You know, have a specific player in mind or a specific team, specific era, whatever. Right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's more, you know, room to kind of play, uh, you know, on some commissions than others. But uh, they'll come to me and let's say they commission something. We agree on, you know, the price and mm-hmm. size and all that. The first thing that, that I do is, uh, you know, I figure out what size it's going to be and I'll buy... Uh, stretcher bars uh, which you know basically kind of act as like the the skeleton of the piece they're going to hold up the linen which I'm going to buy and then attach to the stretcher bars once they're constructed Mm -hmm. so the linen gets uh, it's called uh, it's getting sized and Mm -hmm. primed so the sizing uh, of the linen kind of protects the linen it's like this coat of this stuff called matte medium Mm. Um, and it protects the linen from uh, from the priming uh, thing that I do because the priming thing, if you just put it directly on the linen, it'll eventually eat away at it. Gotcha. But it, it gets sized with matte medium and then primed with acrylic gesso. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, that's if you've if you've ever seen uh, if you've ever seen images of like I guess you know my studio or. or anything where you see like a canvas that's completely white then that's that's acrylic gesso mm-hmm. um, so from there I'll do a drawing of the uh, you know of the scene or whatever um, and you know this is after sanding the uh, the gesso the canvas down I'll do the, the drawing and I'll you'll do it right on the canvas surface yeah yeah I just okay. I do it with pencil uh-huh. um, a lot of times I I uh, I actually just project the drawing on and kind of trace it because it's just so much quicker for me to do it that way rather than freehand. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll use that and I'll, I'll you know spray some like fixative on it so it protects the uh, it seals the pencil so it's not going to smudge or anything when I put paint on it. I was wondering about that. Okay. Yeah, and then from there it's just it's just paint, man. Right. I I, I get into it. You know the. The first, like the first couple steps or first couple passes, basically what I want to do is uh, cover the canvas completely and kind of block in basic shapes and, and color relationships and values. Gotcha. And I'm kind of just—it's like after that's done, I'm just kind of going into uh, each section and uh-huh. refining and and yeah, that, that's that's kind of it in like a in like a nutshell. Um, it's it's a long process. And sure. I, how how long would you say like a uh, I don't know uh, you know let's say uh, the size of a, somebody's TV? How, how long would it take to do a painting like that? You think? Yeah. So, so so like all right. So if somebody commissioned that, mm-hmm. if it was like a painting, you know, with like a, a complicated, uh, you know, stadium scene, sure, lots of fans, sure. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If if but, I. If I'm not like, if I'm not jumping around on you know onto like other stuff and you know just working straight through that, yes, it 
probably be, uh, you know, a couple of months pretty easily. But as it stands, I do jump around a lot. And, sure, sure. Yeah, so sometimes they take a lot longer than uh, than I would like them to take, and, mm-hmm. and probably a lot longer than the clients would want. But they're also they're very patient and understanding, which is great. Um, but. Oh, yeah, because they know they're going to get their hands on a classic there. But, uh, That's uh, hope. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you this, because, uh, you know, like I said to you, I consider myself an artist, too. Totally different kind of artist than you are. I, I certainly don't have, like, a real skill at anything other than talking shit, you know, but... Um, it's a skill? It, it is a skill. Holding an audience is a skill. But That's sometimes, I got to tell you, going in front of a, a brand new show... Sometimes a little it, it, it is a little overwhelming. This blank, blank kind of canvas feeling I have, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Uh, you know, I give you an example. Like today, all day, I've kind of been on edge. You know what I mean? And you and I have spoken. We're, we're good friends. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know why I'm so nervous, but you know, it's like a blank canvas that I'm getting ready to, you know, paint my picture, my picture on. Do you ever get overwhelmed by the blank canvas in the beginning and then finally you just find yourself getting in that rhythm? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, there are a lot of times when you'll, I'll, I'll start a painting and it's almost like I, it's like I need to, I need to make that first stroke yes. just to kind of. So like <laughs> this probably sounds crazy to some people, but like to break that tension yeah. of, of having this perfectly done, well, hopefully perfectly, you know, sized and primed and drawn on canvas. Exactly. Like, just gotta, I just gotta get into it. You uh-huh. know? Even in the morning, let's say, you know, if I'm if I'm like, oh, I don't want to paint, you know, maybe I'm not feeling like it or right. whatever. Right. I just have to jump into it and just know that maybe the first you know, 10 or 15 minutes or maybe longer, I'll just be dragging my feet. Right. As you know, as you know, uh, you know, when you get into, when you get into the zone yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's just like, you're not even, you're not even doing anything. Yeah. You're just on autopilot at that point. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's the X factor, you know, you're just kind of along for the ride and, and your body or talent or whatever it is is kind of just bringing you through it that's awesome man so uh don out of tennessee he asks where can he shop and purchase your items now i think you told me last time it doesn't quite work that way why don't you explain how it does work well so at all right so basically right now the uh, I do have uh, I do have an inventory of paintings that I you know that I've done on spec that uh, don't have um, uh, any homes uh, okay. to speak of. I mean, right now they're they're living with me, but right. uh, those can be purchased. But, but before we get before we go down this rabbit hole, you don't have reprints, right? Right. That, okay. That, that 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 was that was that's like a main or like a, a big thing where right. I do get a lot of people, uh, you know, asking if I, if I make prints and things like that. And unfortunately right now I don't, uh, right. because <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of, uh, legal stuff kind of tied into the print world. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, you know, different owners of IP that need to be compensated before you can, uh, 
their you know their clients commercially. Yeah. Um, so basically, what it comes down to is if I wanted to, like I'm I'm working on a piece of uh, I'm working on painting a Jackie Robinson right now. Okay. And it you know it's just him smiling, looking at the viewer. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to sell prints of that, uh, you know, legally, correctly, whatever. I would have to have I'd have to have a license from MLB mm-hmm. to do that. I'd have to have a license from probably CMG, who uh, that's the company that represents Jackie Robinson's estate. Sure. Um, in this particular image, I, I licensed the photo from uh, from Getty, and I. I licensed it specifically just to make a painting from it, but not to do prints. So gotcha. I would, I'd have to change that license yeah. as well, and I'd have to do all of that mm-hmm. before I could sell right. prints to, to right. anyone. And gotcha. it's a very long, yeah. arduous process, and it's a very pricey um, process. Mm-hmm. So, I, though I do think it's worth it, I just don't, I just don't have it in me to kind of go down that route yet. Yes. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. It makes absolute sense. Like, so these prints that you have in your house are these originals that just don't have a home. Yes. Uh, how would they be able to see those and maybe uh, purchase those off of you? Is that possible? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if anyone uh, if anyone is interested in, in anything that I do, um, you know, they can reach out to me uh, through you know, my website or mm-hmm. social media. Just, What's your website you know, again? It's uh, just gregkreinler.com. Okay. Right. Uh, and, you know, even if you can't spell uh, Greg right, I think I took out uh, domains for Craig Kreinler.com <laughs> okay, so too, and it all, it all leads back to it all It'll autocorrect <laughs> you right up to you. I got you. Exactly. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, if you just, if you do that, uh, get in touch and, you know, I can, I can show you what I have in inventory, or if I'm open for commissions, you know, we can talk about that. Uh, but right now, those are pretty much the only ways to do it, unless unless something comes up for auction, mm-hmm. which I, I usually don't have any control over. That just might be a you know a, a client or a former client or whatever who is selling the painting for whatever reason. So, Devin in the 501 out of Arkansas, he's really curious about, like, a Mike Piazza home run and that first game in Shea after 9-11. What would, oh, he, yeah. what would he have to do to get you to paint that? What, what steps would he have to take for you to paint that picture? Well, um, the only th- – really, the only thing he'd have to do is, is just reach out to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, outside of, I guess, you know – uh, I guess being able to pay for it. Right. Um, the the other thing is time, um, because I I have a really crazy backlog. I'm sure. Stuff. I'm sure. And yeah, I'm like doing my best to kind of. I'm sure because you don't have to, takes- you don't have reprints laying around, so you know everything you're doing is 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 fresh off the easel. I got gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So what I've been telling people, and this I'm like embarrassed to say it because it sounds insane, mm-hmm. um, but I've been telling people that right now, if they commission something, the wait is like nine plus years to get something, and 
usually when I tell people that, that's when I never hear from them again. Right. <laughs> but, right. But, uh, I gotcha. But sometimes they, you know, they they're cool with it. They they're not in a hurry or whatever, and uh, then you know sometimes we can do something. Well, man, it's been an awesome sit down with you. I gotta tell you, I I, I could listen to you for hours talking about your price, uh, your your procedures, and how you come up with what you do. I, I'm just fascinated by the whole thing. Um, I was wondering though, uh, let me see here. If there was uh, one person in your collection that you haven't done yet, who would that be? I mean, you've got a you've got such a wide range. I mean, you've got Willie and Hey, you've got so many Dead Ball era guys. Have you pretty much see? Because the reason why I ask you this is because. The one thing I love about this show, it's kind of topic-centric, and I might take, like, you know, the Gas House Gang and take them apart and just tell the story of them. And I always feel like I could never run out of baseball players, or I could never run out of baseball stories to present here on Backwards K-Pod. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like or you feel like you're kind of getting into, like, this law where, like, hey, I do a lot of these and I do a lot of those? Are there still players that fascinate you that you'd like to paint? Oh my God! Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I listen. I I'm just I'm just like you in that sense where, you know, there is there's no limit. Um, you know, I'm extremely lucky in that you know baseball is really the best documented. Mm-hmm. Best, I'm sorry, the best visually documented sport of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and it like, also it also kind of helps that. The uh, the country kind of grew with baseball, you know, like boxing, baseball, horse racing. Those were kind of the three sports. Baseball kind of outlived both of those a little bit more, and uh, you know, I, so I kind of think when you look at the history of baseball, you're not only looking at the history of baseball, you're looking at the history of America as we rise to power. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are, are, are you really big into history? I'm sure you are. I mean, I, I know, you know, you cover a lot of dead ball, but are you one of these guys who really loves the history of not only baseball, but like, you know, history, the country and stuff like that? I mean, the thing is, I do. I like it. Uh-huh. I, I think I like it more, like, now that I'm getting older. And I don't know if that's because, I don't know if that's because, like, you know, middle-aged <laughs> sound awful, but like no, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, middle-aged white male right. manifest destiny is like, all right. Well, soon I, I imagine I'm supposed to like start really being into the Civil War. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, like, it, it, yeah, like some of that stuff is getting more interesting to me now that I'm older. But it's, well, let me ask you this: as you, as you get older, uh do you think about your legacy? Because you know when you go, you've left behind some really great stuff, man. Like, oh, like truly. Thank you. you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think about that? Like, wow, I, some of the stuff that I'm leaving behind here is, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like some of the shows that I do are, are pretty special to me because, like, I'm proud that I will have left that record behind somehow. Do you ever feel like that with your paintings? In a way... I mean, the thing is, I I know that there there are some artists out there mm-hmm. who are very into the idea of like you know having immortality through their artwork. Sure. Um, I personally, I've never really been that way to mm-hmm. an extent. Like mm-hmm. to that extent, I 
I like I do like the idea of my work being you know considered uh, premier. Yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. And, and uh-huh. like historical documents. Sure. Sure. Um, but I don't. I, it's like I'm so concerned with not so much my legacy, but just making a living and being able to like you know support my family and gotcha. making sure my kids are okay. Sure. It's like that. That's the more I guess worrisome. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So it never um, really, it never really crosses your mind, that, and that's fair. That's there's nothing wrong with that. I think maybe as you get older, you're going to probably look at it a little bit more different. Probably, you know what I mean? Probably. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I'm at the point where you know I'm, I'm 42. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's like I'm not I'm not that old. Yeah, you're not that old. Not yeah, that, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm not that young. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So. Yeah, you're you're 40s. I know. I I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here, and I said this to you last time. I I really think that you need like a like a public uh, television kind of show, a Bob Ross kind of deal. I was telling my girl the other day when we were driving in the uh, truck, and I was like, I could just see Greg like we're gonna put a little uh, some fans over here in the upper deck, and it's gonna be really really nice. We're gonna have some clouds out here, right? Real like. I really think you, you got to talk to your agent. You got to get that done, man. I, I just want to see the baseball painting show with Greg Kreiler on, on public television. That that will make my day. Yeah, but I mean, how many how many people would watch it? Like five? Oh no, man, we would watch it, brother. Trust me on that. You let me promote it. I'll promote it. We'll watch it. But would you uh, here? Here, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Would you rather see me put effort? to, you know, putting together a show like that, or, you know, trying to, or whatever, uh-huh. or would you rather me do a painting of a junkyard dog? <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Only if I can see his buttocks and it says thump on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, right, look, Greg, man, I love talking to you, brother. I'm so glad you could make it. Um, if you ever get a chance, tune in to Backwards K Pod, man. Uh, I'm on all available podcast channels out there. All the fans, I'm glad you could come in and listen to uh, me and Mr. Kreiler get down a little bit tonight. Um, on Tuesday, I have the All Star, the history of the All Star game. It'll be sitting on your front porch like a newspaper. You'll be able to listen to that before the All-Star game on Tuesday night. And that's another uh, story for another pod. I want to thank you again, Greg. Thanks so much, man. I really, really appreciate you coming in here. We're going to have to do it again, man. You good for that? Oh, absolutely. All right, brother. Cool, man. Absolutely. Awesome, man. So thank you for showing up. I want to thank all the audience for checking in. And, uh, you know, parents, if you see your kid sitting on the couch, looking bored, by all means, take him or her outside and play a game of catch. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless and win the day.